due to the nature of the sound system of the BCM band used during uh, the service and the structure of the service, we were unable to capture the band playing. You will experience jumps within the service, uh, but that is perfectly normal. Uh, reflects what the service was that morning, and we hope you enjoy our first biannual celebration. Man, yeah. Well, welcome to Emmanuel Baptist Church. Glad you are here. Glad that you came to uh, worship with us this morning. This is the BCM Worship Band from the UAM, and that's a lot of acronyms, but you guys know what all that stands for. Uh, they have been here all weekend with our students. You see this big uh, kind of mob of kids up front with all matching t-shirts. We've had a great weekend of discipleship now. Uh, Dustin has planned all this and put all that together. We've had a guest speaker, Seth Tucker, has been in, and the band has been leading our kids through worship uh, all weekend long from Friday night uh, all day Saturday. They were out doing service projects in our community uh, and then coming back here for intentional worship and, and Bible teaching. Uh, and then now they're all back again today to, to celebrate with us uh, this morning uh, as we go through something brand new today. And I'll explain that in just a little bit. And so this is going to be a little bit of back and forth with us this morning. We're going to worship and we're going to sing and then I'm going to come up and we're going to present some things. Then we're going to come back and worship and sing and then I'm going to come back and we're just going to go back and forth. They understand the flow of that. You guys will catch on, okay? And so if you are a guest with us this morning, we're so glad that you're here. There should be a, a little card in the pew in front of you that's just a little record of your attendance just so we can send you something in the mail uh, and, and give you a little gift for coming uh, and worshiping with us this morning. Uh, and then uh, we're gonna, what we're going to do to start everything off, if you'll fill that out and give it to an usher, give it to somebody who looks like they know what they're doing. It may take you a minute to find somebody that looks like they know what they're doing, but give it to somebody and they'll get it eventually back to me uh, this week. Now listen, we're going to pray uh, and then we're going to send all of our kiddos, the little kiddos, to Kids Church uh, we're going to give you an opportunity to get around and greet each other. The band's going to play and continue to lead us in worship for a few more songs. And then we'll come back up and I'll explain the rest of what's going to happen today. But let's not miss a moment this morning. This is not a performance by the band. This is worship. And so we want you to be actively involved in that, okay? And so let's pray together. And then, uh, and then we'll get around and greet each other and we'll turn it back over to the band. Father, we love you and we thank you for who you are and what you've done this weekend. God, we don't, we don't want to miss a moment today as we celebrate who you are and all that you've done. God, we, we could go back uh, months and years in our lives and, and just, just count off all the incredible things that you do for us and through us. And Father, this is our prayer this morning that, that, that our praise would just, would just permeate through us. Father, that we would be an incense to you this morning. Father, as we worship, as we celebrate, as we open your word, as we do everything that we're going to do this morning, Father, I pray that it's all about you and not about us. So, Father, as, uh, as we just take a moment, Father, let us let go of our distractions. Let us, uh, let us take a deep breath together and just focus on what matters the most. Father, for, for those who are, who are gathering and who are, are maybe guests this morning, I pray that they feel welcome. I pray that this is the place they feel at home. But Father, as we, as we gather, God, we are gathering as one family, crying out to one God, because you deserve it all. So Father, as we, as we do everything this morning, let that be our heart's cry. We love you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You guys get around and greet each other. All right, church, you can be seated. I meant to say this in, the, uh, in my welcome, but there are some uh, information in the foyer that you may need to grab. Uh, this is some minutes and some... Uh, I believe there's some uh, nominating committee reports and some financial reports. Everybody should have gotten some of that. And so what we're doing this morning is something completely new and something brand uh, new for our church. So if you're a guest with us today, this is going to feel a little awkward maybe to you, but it's a little awkward to everybody. Um, we have uh, officially moved from a, a business meeting format that we used to do every other month uh, where we did that on Sunday nights and there wasn't a whole lot of attendance and there's a lot of things that were happening that a lot of people didn't know about. And then we decided to move that to what we are calling our biannual celebration. So that's what today is. It's a, it's a celebration of all that God is doing, all that God has done, and what God is going to continue to do this next year uh, in the life of Emmanuel Baptist Church. And so we, we want you to say... Uh, that this is an incredible experience. What I don't want you to walk away and say is that we didn't have church today. 
or that all we did was a business meeting, okay? Because uh, we are handling some business, but we are still going to have church, okay? Uh, and, and the Bible says that when two or three are gathered in his name, that he is there with us, and we believe that when that happens, there's church that's happening, okay? And so today we're going to celebrate, we're going to worship, we're going we're gonna to learn, we're going to kind of dive into some stuff, we're going to handle some business, but that all equates to me, church. And so that's what today really is and what it's all going to accomplish, and it's going to be kind of a little bit of uh, back and forth. So if you're a guest with us this morning. And I've said this before, I think this is a great Sunday for you to be here because not only are you going to kind of see a flavor of what we say is most important, but you're going to see how God has blessed us and kind of some vision things that he has casted for us already in the future. You're going to get a heartbeat of what Emmanuel really is and what it really stands for. So let me just give you some focus things for today. This is what we want to do. Number one, we want to worship, right? We've obviously already kind of established that. We want that to be a part of, of everything that we do. The second thing we want to do is we want to acknowledge. Uh, Psalm 91.1 says, He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. Isn't that a great verse? And that's what we want to do today. We, want to, we, want to sh- we just want to be in his shelter and we want, to, we want some rest. Listen, if you were involved in D-Now this weekend, you want some rest, right? But we want to do that in the shadow of the Almighty. And so that's everything that we do this morning is really just in his shadow. It's under his umbrella. It's with his leadership and his understanding. We are acknowledging our dependence on him this morning. The third thing we want to do is celebrate. And I know that's awkward for Baptists, right? Because we, we don't dance and we don't clap a whole lot, but this is a celebration service because when we read some of these things, you're going to go, wow, God is so big. He's already revealed himself in incredible ways and we are going to step out in bold faith. If you don't like celebrating, then you're really going to not like heaven, okay? And so let's just kind of get in that mindset this morning and understand that this is something that's exciting and that we're moving through and moving toward what we have. And the, the, the last thing I have in number four, is to look forward. We want to look forward with holy anticipation of how God is going to move and work and reveal himself in 2020 in ways that we cannot even begin to imagine. So this is kind of where we're at and what we're trying to do. Ephesians, I got in my verse, Ephesians chapter 3 verse 20 says, to him who is able to to do immeasurably more than we could ever ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. And it says, to him be the glory in the church. Church, that's us. That's what we're supposed to be doing. We're supposed to be revealing his glory over and over. So with all this and the theme that we've been talking about for the last three weeks of greater vision and God calling us to live with a a greater vision for 2020, with greater love, it's going to call us to live with greater acts of obedience, greater acts of service, and greater acts of love. And so what we're going to talk about this morning are some report things, some business things, some things that we just need to handle as a church, but we're also going to talk about ways that you as a church can express this greater vision, express this greater obedience, and express this greater acts of love. So because this is officially a business meeting of Emmanuel Baptist Church, I have to say this, okay? Uh, Whenever something is presented for your approval, that I'm I'm just going to ask that the membership of Emmanuel Church respond with a yes or a no vote, okay? And, and that's not to exclude anyone, but that's the reason why we stress church membership all the time, because we want you to be a part of this family that is, is called the membership of Emmanuel. Not so that we can go, oh, look at all the people who joined our church this year, but so that we can say, listen, we are moving forward together, united as one, okay? And so when we, when we present these things to approve, just let the membership uh, say yes or no. And, and if you're not a member of our church, then man, what a great day to join the church, right? We're going to give you opportunity to do that later on. So I am officially the moderator. That's a, uh, a, a really important title that I don't ever say. Uh, and so as the moderator of uh, this business meeting, I'm going to officially call us into order. Now, I know that seems uh, very proper, but there are some things that we have to do in very proper order. So we are officially in order. If, if you did not... Um, uh, receive one of these packets and you need to get up and get one of those. You're not going to hurt my feelings. You can walk around. Everybody should have received a financial report in the mail over the last couple of weeks. We mailed all those out with a quick description of some things and, and that gave you the 2020 budget as well. In that, there are minutes that were approved or that, are, that were printed that were uh, on this table as well. And so here's what we're going to do. There are going to be a couple of things that I'm going to say, I need a motion and a second. Okay, because we are we're we're very official. 
When you do that, because we have such a large crowd of people here, if you just go, I'm in motion, I have no idea who said that. So can you just raise your hand, say, I'm up. And the sooner you do that, the faster we get done, okay? So if I sit here and I need, I need a motion and everybody just kind of puts their head down like I've asked you to pray, then, then don't do that. Just respond, put your head up or hand up. I've got a couple of people in the service who are helping keep an ear out and an eye out for that so that we can keep records of all that stuff. I know that sounds silly and it's crazy, but that's just what it is. So you have minutes with you, okay? These minutes that were presented uh, are, are minutes from our last three uh, business meetings. That's one in September, one in October, and one in December. Okay. The September was our uh, our our regularly scheduled business meeting. That's where we voted in this biannual celebration format. The one in October, we elected some messengers, and the one in December, we decided to vote. At, you guys remember that at the very end of the year uh, to purchase a, a keyboard for the worship band and. Um, uh, air conditioning unit for the education building. And so uh, what I need now is uh, I will ask if there's any questions about the minutes. Okay. I need a motion to accept the print, printed minutes and a second. I got a motion from Patrick and a second. Second over there by Josh. Thank you very much. All in favor of approving the minutes as printed, say amen. amen. Anybody opposed, say oh me. All right, good. All right, so that one's easy. See how easy that is? We're going to, be, we're going to roll through this real fast. I'm going to ask Hugh Quimby to come up here. Hugh is our uh, financial treasurer, uh, and he is going to present for us the 2019 financial report, end-of-year report, as well as the 2020 proposed budget. Hugh? Wow. You know, I have to have reminds me of a professor who uh, went on a speaking engagement, and he got him a chauffeur, and he went all over the country, giving his speech. About the third weekend, uh, the uh, chauffeur always sat on the back, back pew. About the third weekend, that chauffeur told him, he said, you know, I could give that speech. I've heard it so many times. So the professor said, well, at the next stop, you take my place and I'll sit on the back. So that happened. Got through with his speech, and a man in the back stood up and said, I've got this profound question I want to ask you. So he asked the question. Over sitting up there, he said, Sir, that question is so simple. I'm going to let my chauffeur answer that in the back. <laughs> so, Jeffrey McGahey, any questions you get? <laughs> uh, we had a great year. In the mail out, you will see that we had uh, $551,330.55 in offense. Give God the praise. Amen. Uh, we worked on the budget. I want to thank the Finance Committee for working on the budget. Uh, they did, I think, an annual job. We came up, went from 482 to 495, which is 2.96%. And we gave uh, the employees here, staff and workers, a 2% increase. I will mention that we did two, in the ministry area, we did uh, add two items. One, we requesting that we put in the budget $1,200 for the Mormons ministry support, and also $1,200 in there for backpack ministry to help feed the kids. We, uh, we ended the year with $255,822.34 in the bank, and $36,000 of that was designated funds. Uh, we ended the year with a uh, reserve of $38,580 of both. All right. Thank you, Hugh. Appreciate all Hugh's work. Listen, if you don't know how hard it is to be the treasurer of a church, uh, then try to be the CFO of a bank, the treasurer of the church, and also the treasurer of the Bartholomew Baptist Association because Hugh wears a lot of hats in this town. He serves our church very, very well. So here's what we got to do. We got to do uh, two different things. We got to handle this in two different transactions. I know it sounds a little odd, but uh, you were also in that packet that gave the year-end report as well as the proposed budget. So we have to vote on those two things separately. And I know that seems a little weird, but let's just do it like that.
that, okay? So I need a motion to uh, accept the 2019 year-end financial report and a second. Motion, I got Doug, second, I see Keith Curry. Uh, all in favor to approve the year-end report, say aye. aye. Any opposed, say no. All right, and then our 2020 uh, proposed budget comes from the Finance Committee through Deacon approval, so that does not need a motion or a second. It just has to have a vote. And so all in favor of accepting our 2020 uh, budget for the year, say amen. amen. Any opposed, say no. All right, great. That, post, that uh, passes unanimously. That's easy. Now let me just take a second, and I'm going to speak directly to this issue uh, and then, uh, then we're going to continue on because I think uh, it, it doesn't need to be lost on us, the incredible amount of, of offerings that you guys gave, $551,000 from Emmanuel Baptist Church for the year 2019. That's unheard of. That's incredible. That does not happen. That does not even include the special offerings, the love offerings of uh, Annie Armstrong and Dixie Jackson and, and uh, Lottie Moon. That doesn't include the, the money that a lot of you have given specifically to support uh, Jason and Micah Talent and uh, Shelton and Lauren Mormon. That doesn't include the love offerings that you guys give that, uh, that go to help families who have experienced some sort of loss or some kind of catastrophic event in their life. You guys are a giving church, and I am so proud to say that. I am so proud of what you guys have done in this past year. But here's what I don't want to have happen. What I don't want to have happen is as we move into 2020, anybody to say, oh, well, it's not that big of a deal if I don't give my tithes. I mean, they gave $551,000. If I don't give mine, it's not a big deal. Because here's the reason why I say that, two reasons. Number one, some of those gifts last year were like one-time gifts. They were just like, they were special offerings that, that kind of came in that uh, kind of surprised everybody, okay? And number two, what happened in 2019 has nothing to do with your obedience in 2020. It's our responsibility as a church to give our tithe and our offering and bring that to God. Now, we know this, and we know that this is specifically instructed for us in Malachi chapter 3. Some of y'all know this passage of Scripture. Some of y'all have read this. Some of y'all maybe have even heard a pastor preach it, but I'm going to read it again. Malachi chapter 3, verse 8. Will a man rob God, yet you rob me? But you ask, how do we rob you in tithes and offerings? You're under a curse, the whole nation of you, because you're robbing me. In verse 10, bring the whole tithe. That word tithe literally means 10%. Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see that I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that you will not have enough room for it. Now, some of you know that verse. like, And, and honestly... For me, I'm just going to be real honest. God calls us to this out of obedience. And, and sometimes we feel like we have to, but it's not a ha- it's an, it's, we are doing it because we are called to. It's an obedient act. And he calls us to be obedient in every way in our life, right? To love our neighbor as ourselves, to, uh, to go and make disciples, to follow him. And he also calls us to be obedient in the area of our finances. And I know that when we read this, a lot of people say, oh, here he is. Talking about money again. And that's really, if you stick around church, we, we never talk about this. And so that's why I'm taking the opportunity this morning, too, because this is bigger than money. It's all about obedience. Is it a sacrifice? Absolutely. Is it difficult? Aren't all sacrifices difficult? That's the reason why they call it a sacrifice. But here's, here's what did it for me. This verse in Malachi, listen, I read that as a young man. I remember that. I remember my parents teaching me about it. And I remember all that kind of stuff going on in my life. It didn't do it for me. I read it and I went, ah, kind of feels like I have to. Here's what did it for me. In the Old Testament, in the book of 1 Chronicles, King David is about to die. You all know who King David is. He was uh, one of the, great, the greatest king of the Old Testament. He, he, he did all this incredible, he made a lot of mistakes, right? But he did all these incredible things and, and he wanted to build a temple. But God said, no. He said, your son's going to do it. So we know that Solomon built the temple. But what David did, and what most people don't understand, is David got everything ready. He did like what every good dad would do if he just didn't know if his son could pull it off. He got all the stuff gathered up. He even drew out the plans for the temple. 
And he handed it all to Solomon and said, here, you got to do it. All you got to do is put it together. It's like you opened all the Legos and you just gave the instruction book to your son and said, you put it all together. And, and what we read a few months ago in our Wednesday night Bible study is all this stuff that David collected, all the gold and silver and bronze and iron in today's value, because it gives us the amount in today's value, $14 billion worth of stuff to build the temple. David collects it all. Who did he collect it from? From the Israelites. He got it from God's people. $14 billion worth of stuff from these nomadic people who came and settled in the land that God promised them. And so at the end of his life in, in 1 Chronicles chapter 29, I'm going to go back a little bit that's even on the board um, David writes this incredible song of praise, and this is what he says, verse 10, says, Praise be to you, O Lord, God of our father Israel, from everlasting to everlasting. Yours, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the majesty and the splendor for everything in heaven and earth is yours. Yours, O Lord, is the kingdom. You are exalted as head over all. Wealth and honor come from you. You are the ruler of all things. In your hands are strength and power to exalt and give strength to all. Now, our God, we give you thanks and praise your glorious name. Who's the center of attention here? God is. And look at what he says in verse 14. This is great. But who am I and who are my people that we should be able to give as generously as this? Everything comes from you. And we have given you only what comes from your hand. Church, this was it for me. I remember reading this verse. And I remember thinking, this is, this is it. It's all his anyway. Everything that I have is because he's given it to me. And so all I'm really doing is giving him back what belongs to him in the first place. It's not my tithe. It's his tithe. And so when I give back to him, I give generously. I give I give. Amply because he has given me so much. Obedience, really, in our finances is just an extension of gratitude. It's thanks, God, for blessing me so much. God, you gave me this. I, I can't even handle it. I'm giving you back what you deserve. This is, a, this is a reciprocal, gracious act when we tithe obediently. Now, this $495,000 budget is going to be tough. It's going to stretch us. It's going to challenge us as a church. But I believe if we have a church full of people who are obediently tithing, this is not going to be an issue. This is going to be us as an extension of grace and gratitude saying, okay, God. And listen, I get it. I've had people over and over come to me and say, Matt, I don't understand it. I don't, I don't understand how it works. I feel like I can't tithe. I feel like I don't have enough. There's not margin in my budget. There's not the space for me to do that. But when I do, I always have extra. But when I don't, I'm always running short. And I go, I don't get it either. It's incredible. It's the most incredible thing in the world. And I would challenge you, test God in this. Listen, there's a lot of us that enjoy the, the ministries of Emmanuel. They enjoy the love and the extension and the programs and the services and all that stuff. But guess what? You're robbing God on this issue. And so my challenge to you as we move into 2020 is to begin to be faithful in your tithe. Begin to see this 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 as a, not just a responsibility, but a gracious obligation. Isn't that great? I, I, here's what I want us to do. We're going to take just a couple of minutes, and, uh, and the band's going to come, and they're just going to come play something real soft, and then we're going to let them lead us in a couple more songs, and we're just going to pray just for a moment and ask God uh, for blessing and for favor. We're going to pray over our obedience of tithe and what it means for us personally, individually, and as a church, that we can be collectively responsible with the tithe and to do that, to serve as many people with the gospel as we can. So will you guys pray with me just for a few minutes? We're just going to be just a minute. Pray that God would, would continue to bless you and your family. Those blessings don't have to come financially. Man, you could talk about the blessings that God's given you for days. For those of you who give obediently, pray that God would honor your sacrifice. That he would see your heart 
and your gratitude. For those of you who have never really made that big step, maybe not ever really fully trusted, then let today be the day that we start. Pray for, for a willing spirit. Pray for an honored obligation. Then I want you to pray for Emmanuel. For all the lives and the ministries and the extensions that, that she touches and she reaches, let us be good stewards. Let's be wise. And let's be in step with what the Father has. Father, we are so thankful for everything you do for us. God, who are we that we could give generously as this? Father, we give what has come right out of your own hand. We acknowledge that this morning. We're so thankful for that this morning. Father, challenge us to exceed our expectation, God. That you would bless it. That you would multiply it. That you would make it exactly what you have for it to be. And God, that we would just be obedient every step of the way. Father, thank you for what you've done last year in 2019. God, it's incredible. Father, do something brand new this year. Something brand new in our church, something brand new in our finances, something brand new that you called us to. And let us be obedient to that. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen. You can be seated. All right, we've got just a little bit more we're going to cover, and I'm going to do this as quickly as I can. This is the part that I'm probably the most excited about, talking about IBC's Extension Ministries and the things that we are doing, and uh, we believe that God is calling us to uh, in this year, and all those uh, kind of important things that we want to make sure everybody's all on the same. So this, this will feel a little announcey, but it's not meant to be. This is still part of our celebration of what God is doing. The very first thing that we need to talk about is our Sunday school and our, uh, our small group group uh, kind of report of what's going on with that. Listen, our Sunday school uh, program, small groups, whatever you want to call it, Sunday mornings, um, we average about 100 to 110. Sometimes we're down to about 85. Sometimes we're up to 125. And so we, we're averaging about that 100, 110. But here's the reality of this. The reality is one third of our worship service attendance is in, reflected in our small group. One-third of everything, everybody who's in here on a normal Sunday morning is reflective in our small groups. And, and I'm just going to say this with as much love and as much uh, heart as I can. If this is the only thing that you're attending, you're getting just a piece of what God has for you through the discipleship process of our church. I Listen, I love the worship service. This is where I get to, to collectively worship with believers. This is where I get to stand on stage and preach what God has laid on my heart. This is something that I look forward to every week. But it's it's just a piece of what God has for you. What really develops Christianity, what develops your, your understanding of the word is when you are in a discipleship group where you are plugged in and involved with people who are doing life with you, where you dive into the word, you see how it applies, you pull truth out of it, you allow that to be a major part of your life. This is where the church was birthed. If you go back to Acts chapter 2, it says that they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to the fellowship, to the breaking bread, and to prayer. That did not happen in a highly organized worship service like this. It happened in small groups. It happened where people were huddled around and talking about how can we really live out this whole Jesus thing together. And so church, can I just challenge you to allow the small group experience that we offer here at Emmanuel to be a part of your worship experience on Sundays. It's an hour. It's an hour one time a week. If you make it a priority, I promise you that it will change your perspective and it'll change your, your understanding and it'll change the way you live your life. We've got incredibly devoted teachers who, who, who study all week and who, who get things ready. We've got a class that meets that's just for prayer. And they pray over things that's going on in the church. They pray over our services. Every, uh, every opportunity, every age group, there's somebody who is waiting to pour into you and let you do life together. So with that in mind, you also had the opportunity to pick up a nominating committee report. And I know that uh, seems very uh, fancy, but here's what that means. Our nominating committee meets and appoints people to different positions as far as the 
the committees that help our, our church run and organize, those people serve for a three-year three term. And so the, at the bottom of each committee, if it's a rotating, you'll see the person's name in bold and what year they roll off. That also has a list of our Sunday school teachers and our trustees and all that good stuff on that. So uh, here's where we're back into business a little bit. I need a, because this is presented from the nominating committee through deacon approval, it does not need a motion or a second, but we do have to vote on accepting the nominating committee report as printed. Is there any question? about that report okay and so all in favor of approving the nominating report as printed say amen Amen. any opposed say no thank you okay now because Emmanuel is I believe and always will be I believe a great commission church we believe that living out Matthew 28 therefore go and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father the Son and the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you we believe that we are to go right we are to go and take the word of God and the gospel of Jesus Christ to the nations that's our responsibility I've preached this for the last couple of weeks if you're not telling folks about Jesus then what are we doing all right This is the whole point and the whole focus of our church. And so we give you opportunities, both nationally and locally, to make this happen. And really, our nationally is really globally. And I'm going to talk about that for just one second. The very first thing that we're offering is our Winthrop Mission uh, 2020. I believe I've got a slide on that. We're going to actually have a meeting about that this afternoon at 5 o'clock. If you're interested in what's going on in Winthrop, Boston area, we want you to be here this afternoon. This is not a commitment meeting. This is just an informational meeting. We'll give you some stuff that we need to talk about and, and kind of get some, uh, some things kind of lined out on that. Here's what this is. This, is all, this will be our third year to go back to Winthrop. Uh, we, we have partnered with uh, Harbor City Church and Jason and Micah Talent. They're the pastor and pastor wife there. Um, and then we also have sent some of our own. Uh, you guys know Lauren and Shelton Mormon from our own home church have moved up there. Uh, they've been there for about seven or eight months now and have taken root and have uh, really dove in and helped out and really has, are seeing some really incredible things happen. Well, we go and we uh, do whatever they need us to do. In years past, we've done things from cleaning up parks to prayer walking to uh, just being as involved in the community as we can. We paint faces, we make popcorn, we do uh, cotton candy, uh, and we're just out and about in the church. But here's what's happened over the last few years. Those roots have deepened and developed. And so now that this brand new church started, that started in January, they had their very first service in January last year, in 2019 was named the chamber member of the year because they're just everywhere. They're always doing something to serve that community with the gospel. They are the only gospel-centered, Jesus-believing, gospel-preaching church in Winthrop. And so we have this great opportunity to come alongside them and link arms. But here's what we're going to do this year. We're going to do, and we're going to develop relationships, and we're going to get to know people on a deeper level. We had ladies who wanted to come to our women's retreat last weekend. They just couldn't make their schedules work out. And in, in about two weeks, there's a group of eight men who live in Boston who are flying to Fordyce, Arkansas to go hog hunt. Like, they just want to be around us, right? And they want to, we met up with them last year. Last year, they brought five guys. They killed one hog, but they all got to, they've never even shot a gun before because nobody in Boston owns a gun unless you're a mobster or a bad guy. So, like, these guys were just, they were, they're mild. One guy got out of the van, and he said, he's never been outside of the city, okay? Let me, let me say that again. He's never been outside of the city. He's got family in New York City. He's got family in Boston, and he goes between the two. And he got out of the van and goes, Y'all got a lot of trees down here. And I said, yeah, man, we do, okay? And so this is, they want to come because they've developed great relationships. So we're going to pour into those people. We're going to go back. But here's some really incredible things we're going to get to do. New York is about a four-hour train ride from Boston. And we have an opportunity to partner with a Haitian pastor in New York who is specifically ministering to refugees who come and flood into New York from all corners of the globe. And his church is growing with just people who are just trying to find someplace safe to come and worship. There's a church that that opened the very same day that Harbor City Church opened in Salem, Massachusetts. I've told you guys about this. Salem is about two towns over from Winthrop. uh, And you can kind of see it from one point. You can kind of maybe if you imagine seeing over another town. 43,000 people live in Salem, Massachusetts. There is no Not one single gospel preaching church in Salem. But the same day that Harbor City opened, the Church of Satan opened in Salem. And so what we're going to do is we're going to go and we're going to prayer walk Salem. 
And we're going to, y'all talk about spiritual warfare. We're going to go and we're going to try to be hands and feet to see people and extend the gospel to people in Salem. They were not just holding up in this one little corner. We are reaching literally the nations when we go. And so we want you to be a part of that. That is in our adult mission trip. Uh, and we have to keep it adult, but because we develop relationships, we can take a little bit more adults than we have in the past years. And so you come this afternoon, we'll tell you a little bit more about all that. The students have an incredible opportunity to go to Mission Arlington. Mission Arlington is tentatively scheduled for July. And, and this is a, uh, a, an opportunity for our students to go and be missional in the greater Dallas metroplex area. And, and they get to go and do and serve and be around and, and do really incredible things. We want, we want to offer that opportunity for our students as well. We do things like local things. Like, listen, the greatest local mission project that we have is Vacation Bible School. You guys know, because you've seen, we've had people join our church because of our children's ministry. We've had your kids get saved, my kids get saved through the efforts and the work of our children's ministry. With the greatest outreach program that we have to do local missions is Vacation Bible School. We've got this scheduled for July the 12th to the 16th. That's a Sunday through Thursday. Really, it's four nights. Because Sunday's just a fun night in the park. We get everybody registered. It's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Why would you not come and serve and pour into these kids and really tell them and show them who Jesus is and why we see them as super important in our church? Listen, this is going to extend even into families this year in a brand new way. So we want you to be a part of Vacation Bible School. Super summer. Kids camp at Bog Springs. We're doing all that stuff this summer, things like we always do. We're still partnered with the Bartholomew Baptist Association, but that's different now. It's changed because the BBA has merged with the DBA, the Delta Baptist Association, and we've kind of come into one big superpower as the Southeast Arkansas Baptist Network, okay? So what that means is not only is our reach of our association just Bradley County and Drew County, it's also Deshaies County and Chico County. It's everything from Eudora all the way north through uh, McGee and Dumas, all the way up at the top of, I think that's the Shea at top. Maybe I'm wrong. I can't remember. Uh, anyway, the one, the one on top. Um, and then all, also including everything going on with Bradley and Drew County. Our, our association has, has doubled in size. And so we have a responsibility to serve and help and, and to encourage those pastors and churches in that area as well. And then we're going to do something brand new. And the slide's on the screen already. Here's, uh, here's what I felt like God was leading us to. For years, we as Emmanuel has hosted the Wild Game Festival, which is an incredible event. When, when you guys started doing this, you were one of the very first churches in the state to offer a Wild Game Festival. If those of you who've been around here long enough remember, you had Phil Robertson, the Duck Commander, way back in the day before their TV show, before they got super popular. Phil came and was in the, what is now the youth room. It was the old fellowship hall. And you had people lined up down the hallways of the education building. And, and this event has been incredible and has, has fed and has ministered to a number of different people. But as God has continued to kind of reveal his greater vision to me over the past few months and, and really over the past six months, God's kind of led me into something completely different. So I've talked to the staff, I've talked to the deacons, I've talked to the Wild Game Planning fit, uh, Committee. I've even talked to uh, Pastor Richard at Harmony Free Will because, you know, we have a partnership with them. They help us. And all people have been on board, and they are on board for what we're calling the table. And so on March the 13th, that's a Saturday, uh, in about a month and a half from now, we are going to uh, host what we are calling the table. It's an opportunity for someone, anyone, everyone who needs a meal to come and get a meal. We're going, to, uh, we're going to open up our doors. We're going to set up our family life center in a, in a new configuration. There's not going to be entertainment. There's not going to be uh, door prizes. There's not going to be giveaways. We're, our whole focus and purpose for this event is if you're hungry, we're going to feed you. And so we're going to partner. We're going to work with Fifi here in town who has a soup kitchen who feeds 1,000 people about every other week. Uh, we're going to get the word out to anybody and everybody. Listen, if you work at Potlatch on the night shift and you get a dinner break and you come down and eat, come on, we'll feed you. If you're a first responder and you're working at night and you need to come get some dinner that night, you come. But if you're, if you're, if you're somebody who just doesn't have the beans this week or maybe you're just a little hungry and you need something to eat, you come and we're going to feed you. And not only will we feed you, we'll give you a to-go tray of food as well. Because we have this incredible need within our community to feed people who are hungry. And so we're going to change the focus of our Wild Game Festival to this. It's no longer going to be the Wild Game Festival. It's going to be the table because everybody has a seat at the table. 
And so I'm excited about this. I can't wait. Here's what we need. We need you to pull this off because this is not something that we just need you to cook for because this is what it has turned into. The Wild Game Festival of Emmanuel, is, is, we show up. Man, we show up and we cook and we do everything that we can do. I need you to do more than just cook this year. I need you to cook because we're still going to feed them. But I also need you, and we're going to get people at Harmony to do the same thing. When we set up the gym, we're going to set up individual tables. We're going to set up smaller tables so that when people come in, uh, they can just sit at a table, and then we want folks from Emmanuel to go and sit with them and share a meal with them and talk to them and find out what's going on in their life, what's going on with their family, how they, what church they attend to, uh, you know, what's going on, just to be and express and to show love. What can we do as a church to help you out? How can I pray for you as just a regular person who loves Jesus who's just trying to figure this out too? How can we serve you. That's what we're going to do, church. And that's what I want you to get on board with. That's what I want you to see the bigger vision in. And then every 30 minutes during this two-hour block that we're going to feed people, let's drop in and leave. You don't have to stay the whole time. You can come in, get your food, eat it, and leave. But every 30 minutes, I or Pastor Richard from Harmony is going to get on stage and we're going to give a five-minute gospel presentation. We're going to say, listen, this is the reason why we're doing this, because we love you and we want, you, we want the best for you. But the, the only thing that we want you to walk away from tonight is understanding who Jesus is and what he's done for you, because this is most important. And we're going to give a five-minute gospel presentation, give the opportunity for somebody to respond if they want to. We'll get off stage and keep feeding people. And so we need you on March 13th. Over the next couple of weeks, we're going to have a lot of uh, flyers and things. We're going to be advertising this as much as we can. We're going to make this as known as, as possible. But here's the thing. When we serve people, we become the hands and feet of Jesus. And what a great opportunity to serve locally right here in our own church. We want you to be a part of this. I'm super excited about it. Now, um, uh, I'm looking at make sure I'm not skipping anything. We're going to continue to partner with the Ministerial Alliance, uh, with the Holy Week services, and the, and the um, Thanksgiving uh, community Thanksgiving service. This is where all the pastors in the town, regardless of the denomination, come together and say, we love Jesus and we want his name known, not our name known. So we'll continue to do that. And then uh, the last little bit of business that we have to do, and I know that I'm running out of time, is this. Uh, we have a membership transfer. We do this uh, provisionally through our deacons as the deacons meet monthly. Uh, but now that we are only meeting twice a year, we're not holding people's memberships if they've moved off or if they've changed church. We're allowing the deacons to provisionally grant that, and then we have to officially do that as a church, okay? And so we have one transfer of membership, and that is Jeremy and Emily Groves. They have uh, decided that they wanted to plug in at Calvary Baptist Church in here in town. I've talked to Jeremy. They, they love it there. They feel like this is home to them. They, they are super involved, and so I'm excited for them. And so we need a motion and a second to approve the transfer of membership for the Groves family. Motion? Second. Who said the second? Raise your hand. Thank you. Got it, Hank. Uh, all in favor, say amen. amen. Any opposed, say no way. Good. Well, we wouldn't do that anyway. We're going to let them go. Okay. Uh, thank you for doing that. Listen, we got, uh, we're going to do this one thing. I'm, I'm going to, can I change up the, the list? I don't see where uh, Colin went. He's back there talking, so I'm going to change it because I'm in charge. Um, we're going to change up just a little bit. <laughs> That's fun to say. Um, here's my concluding thoughts because it's already 1141. We're going to have the band come out and lead us in one more song because we have to take an offering because we're a Baptist church and we're going to take an offering. Okay. Now, we want to, we talked about tithing. This is a great opportunity for you to, to implement this in your own personal life. And so we're going to do one more song as that that happens. Uh, but here's, here's what I want you to walk away with tonight. Of all the business that we've handled, of all the worship that we've experienced, man, they, these guys have been great. They, they're fantastic. I'm so proud of them. The students got to experience this all weekend. What you may not know is that Colin leads worship for our student ministry every week. Colin and Darius come over, and uh, sometimes they bring some of the crew with them. Sometimes they uh, come by themselves. But, man, the, our students get an incredible opportunity to worship every week, and so we're so thankful for them. Here's the most important thing today. And, and I know this may seem weird and out of place, but we're going to do this anyway because what, what you need to hear about Emmanuel is that we are not perfect people. That nobody here has it figured out, including your pastor and your staff. But we are people who are just striving to be like Jesus. And we make mistakes. We fall short. You know, Romans 3.23 says, the wages of sin is death. Romans 6.23 says, uh, says, for all all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. 6.23 says, the wages of that sin is death. But Jesus did something incredible for us. He came, he left the glory and the splendor of heaven, and he came to walk on earth and to show us what it means to really live obediently to the Father. And then he took that penalty. He took all the shame and the guilt and all the stuff that we carry around with us, and he nailed it 
to the cross. And when Jesus died, because he died on the cross, he paid that penalty of death for us. It's our, it's our penalty. He paid it. He paid it for us once and for all. For three days he was dead. And then God did something incredible. Something that had never happened before. He resurrected his son. And Jesus came out of that tomb in all the glory and the splendor of the Father. As one with the Father, he was always from the beginning. And he said, listen, I can conquer everything, including death. And Romans 10, 9 says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, then you will be saved. That's the most important thing. We can talk about money. We can talk about small groups. We can talk about mission opportunities. But if you don't understand that one thing, then you've missed everything this morning. Because Jesus came so that we have the opportunity to be saved. There's a lot of us in here. A lot of us that, that maybe say, well, I think I am or I hope I am or surely I am. But John says, he writes these things so that you can know that you have eternal life. Listen, this is not a question mark in our life. It should be an exclamation point. It's a celebration of what God has done and how we have accepted it. And the only thing we have to do is just humble ourselves and say, okay, God, I believe you are who you say you are. And I'm going to live life the way you live life. I believe that you died on the, sin for my cross, on the cross for my sin. I believe that you came back three days later and I believe that you conquered death and hell and the grave and you did it all for me. So this is your opportunity this is your opportunity maybe to, to understand that on a deep level. Maybe it's just an opportunity just to kind of get re-centered. Because we need to be reminded of that. We need to be reminded of that just simple truth that Jesus came to save sinners. And like Paul, we all raise our hands and say, of which I am the worst. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to ask that you just bow your head. You can stay seated. This is your opportunity to respond to maybe what God is kind of pulling in your heart. If there's somebody here that doesn't know who Jesus is and says, you know what, I need to get saved, then you stand up right now and you come forward and I will meet you, Dustin will meet you. We would love to walk you through that. Maybe you've been saying for a long time, I hope so or I think so, but man, I don't know. This is the, this is the most safe and incredible place to do that because you're surrounded by believers who love you and want the best for you. We're going to celebrate that with you. You say, man, I, I just, I know I'm saved, but maybe I haven't been living like it. I don't, I don't know. Maybe life just kind of got in the way. And I need, to, I need to do another Bible word. I need to repent. I need to get right with Jesus. I need to make this right. Maybe you just, maybe you just need somebody to pray for you. Maybe in, in the overwhelming Life situations, you just feel like you're getting swept under over and over. Maybe it's your marriage, or maybe it's your finances, or maybe it's your job, or maybe it's your kids, or maybe it's just the stress of what it has to be to pull off every day for you. Listen, if you want somebody to pray for you, will you just raise your hand? Man, I'd love to pray for you. Our staff would love to pray for you. Man, I'm just struggling a little bit. There's no pride here, there's no vanity, just real talk. I just would appreciate some prayer. Right now, just raise your hand if you want somebody to pray for you. Good. Amen. Hands all over the place. Amen. Listen, if you get nothing from this morning, you are not alone. Man. We as a church, what God is doing here is, is ridiculous, but God is here to help us along. Listen, we'll be praying. And God will move because we believe in his name. We can ask anything and he will do it. If you need to join the church, listen, this is your opportunity to join the church. If you need to say, you know what, I, I, I need to, I've been an attendee for a long time, but I've never just joined. If you need to join the church, just come right now. We're kind of handling this in segments, but come on, this is a great morning to join.
Let's just pray together. Father, we thank you for today. Gosh, we thank you for your presence here with us, for our worship and our praise that we've been able to sing out. God, you are deserving of so much more. Father, thank you for all that you have done in the life of Emmanuel for the past year. And God, we don't, we don't take that with a grain of salt. We are so humbled and grateful. And Father, as we just celebrate this today, it seems like we can't even find the words to say because it's so beyond our expression. Father, thanks for this morning. Thanks for an opportunity just to, just to be real and to look forward and to, to have anticipation and to have vision and to be excited about what you're doing next. So Father, in this moment, for those who had their hand raised, for those who are struggling maybe with the thought of salvation, God, I pray that you would move in their ways incredible because, God, you are such a big God. You know specifically and individually what we need, and you never withhold it from us. Father, thank you for loving us. Thank you for sending your son, Jesus, as our sacrifice, as our hope. God, that is beyond our understanding, and we are so eternally grateful. Father, as we move forward, this is yours. Everything that we have planned is yours. Everything that we have envisioned is yours, God. We, we, everything that we're going to give, everything that we're going to sacrifice, all of the time and effort and energy, Father, this is all yours. God, I can't wait to do this again in September. We're going to do this again in September. God, I can't wait to look back and go, look what God already did. Look what he's already done, and look how he's already proven himself faithful. God, we celebrate that, knowing that you're a God that's big enough to even blow our expectations. Father, we love you. It's in your son's name that we pray. Hey, this is Matt Overall. I'm the pastor here at Emmanuel Baptist Church. Just want to say thanks so much for watching our services, whether through our television ministry or our online ministry. We appreciate you so much being a part of Emmanuel Baptist Church, and we'd love to have you come and join our worship service. Uh, Sunday morning service starts at 10.30. Our small groups start at 9.30. And we'd love to have you be a part of it. We've got a lot of different ministries that happen at Emmanuel, from our children and youth that's focused on Wednesday nights to our uh, women's Bible studies that happen throughout the week. We'd love to have you be a part of everything that's going on here at Emmanuel. Thanks for watching.